Welcome to worship this beautiful morning. It is great to be here and, and celebrate this day the Lord has made. Uh, if you're a guest of ours today, I'm looking around, um, and uh, you need childcare, there's childcare down the hall this way. We love to have kids in worship, but that's available for you. So um, let's begin with being real with, um, in our relationship to God and come to God for God's mercy in the confession. Please stand. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, in your compassion, forgive our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name, amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Know this moment you are freed from your sin and the tomb is empty, amen.
Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. pray. Bountiful God, you gather your people into your realm, and you promise us food from your tree of life. Nourish us with your word, that empowered by your spirit, we may love one another and the world you have made. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, and I invite our young people forward to help with our right. children's message and story today. Now, 
If we don't have quite enough kids, I'm going to need some big kids to help. Okay, I've got your part. You're standing over here. You're going to be Silas, and she's going to be, Marietta's going to be Paul with you. No, you'll be Paul. You be Paul. And then, let's see. You two stand together there. They're Paul and Silas. So we're going to tell the story of Acts. Now, we're going to need, Christian. Okay, you're, you're going to be the jailer. So we, we need a jailer. Come on. All right. And then Pastor Bill's going to have to be numerous parts. All right. Okay. So this is a slave girl, and she is possessed with some sort of spirit, and she yells things all the time. These are Paul and Silas, and they're going around preaching and telling everyone about Jesus. But she sees them, and so she yells at them, these men are slaves of the Most High, Holy God, who proclaim a way of salvation. Now, she keeps saying it over and over and over. And Paul (laughs) is annoyed. Can you look annoyed at her? (laughs) I bet you can. (laughs) Okay, she's annoyed, and so Paul says, "Um, get that spirit out. Cast the spirit out, and she doesn't say anything anymore about that. Okay, so we don't even really know what happens to her, so you're going to be a new part. Go over by Pastor Bill. Okay, then they um, cast the spirit out in the name of Jesus, and Christian, he owned her, and he's mad because she was making him a lot of money, so can you be very angry? And you're actually angry at these guys because they, ca- they, they took away your money. So you're mad. Now you're going to grab them and you're going to take them in front of the magistrate, which is Pastor Bill. Okay, grab them, take them over and say, hey, these two are breaking the laws of our land. And they're not like us. They're Jews and we're Romans. Throw them in jail. So, so that happens. They get thrown in jail. There's the jail. Oh, come up here to jail. Yeah, up here. Jail's here. Jail, yeah. It's a long way to the jail. Okay, now, Krisha, you come over here. You're the jailer now. So you're making sure that they're in jail. Now, while in jail, we might need to kind of see Paul and Silas because they're praying and singing. La, 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 we love you, Jesus. Praying and singing all the time in jail. And then an earthquake happens. The jail breaks down. The locks that were holding your feet come free and you get out and the jailer says, oh no, what am I gonna do? Grabs his sword and is about to kill himself and Paul runs over and says, don't do it, don't do it, it's okay. And he says, what do I need to do to be saved? So Paul says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and call on his name. He does it. And he's saved, and his whole household, you're now his household. (laughs) Paul baptized, and Silas baptized all of them, the whole house, and then he makes them a really nice dinner, and they eat together, and they're all saved. Did you cook something nice? Okay, yes, good job, good job. All right, okay, so... Excellent job. This is a fun story in the book of Acts about how Paul and Silas saved this guy and probably the slave girl too. 
and brought Jesus' love to new people that weren't even expecting it. And that's what we're celebrating today, how our love for Jesus is what holds us together and unites us. So let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for the wonderful stories we have in your word. Help them to inspire us to show your love to others. Amen. All right, nice job, thank you. Good job. The first reading is from Acts. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds, and he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. The word of the Lord.
Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Jesus prayed. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given them so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the foundations of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, our gospel today is another story from the Thursday before Jesus died. He'd washed the disciples' feet, taught them a bunch of things, shared with them the Last Supper, and now he is praying for them. And what I love about it is Jesus says, I'm praying for you here, but I'm also praying for all those who will believe in me because of you. So that means when we read that passage, we were eavesdropping on Jesus praying for us here and now. Have you ever listened as someone was praying for you and only you? It's a wonderful feeling, but it can be kind of a vulnerable feeling. I know when people have asked if they can pray for me, my first reaction is often, well, how much should I tell them? Do I know them well enough to tell them what's most deeply on my heart? Can I trust them or should I just keep it generic like good health, good weather, safe travels? Because being prayed for is an amazing thing, a vulnerable thing, and what Jesus prays for us is that we would be united, that we would be one, like God and Jesus are one. How do you think we are doing on that? (laughs) When I asked that at Manna, someone said she thinks it's pretty amazing that we all come together here on Sunday, even though many of us disagree about a lot of things, but we can come together in worship. And I agree. I do love that about the church. But somehow, I don't know about you, I feel like in a lot of ways we're more divided than ever. Maybe not so much right here, but maybe right here. But for sure in our communities and our country. One of my husband's and my favorite sins to sin (laughs) is righteous indignation. We love that sin. And it happens a lot when we're driving. (laughs) 
Seriously, does no one around here know how to use a roundabout? <laughs> Or our favorite to complain about is: Did you know it's a law that if five cars are behind you on a two-lane highway, you're supposed to pull over and let them pass? Neither does anyone else, apparently. <laughs> Righteous indignation is so fun; it unites us. But I think it borders on what Brene Brown calls common enemy intimacy. And it is sad when what unites you is, or us, is that we don't like or are bugged by the same people. And it's not unity. In fact, common enemy intimacy just makes us more lonely. But have you noticed how much we seem to seek out common enemies in order to feel like we're united? So, what is true unity? What is Jesus wanting for us? Do we in the church have a call to be a beacon of what unity should look like in a divided world? Well, I'm going to start by saying what unity is not, and it isn't sameness. Jesus knows us; he knows how different we are, and he doesn't expect we will all agree. That is not unity. Sorry, common enemy intimacy. Is it respect for differences? That might be part of it, but unity isn't the same as tolerance either. Because I can tolerate a lot, but that doesn't mean I like it. And usually, when I'm just tolerating something, I keep it as a distance. I very much respect Pentecostals. I don't know any, but I sure respect them. So I don't think Jesus is praying for us to be tolerant of each other so we can be united. So why are we so disunited? Is it the media? Is it social media? Is it our loneliness? Is it our righteous indignation? If Jesus thinks it is so important, what can we do to be more united? Is this what He wants and is asking of us? Well, Brene Brown wasn't really talking about unity when she said this. She was talking about community, which I suppose is almost the same thing. But she said we need to have strong backs, soft fronts, and wild hearts. Strong backs, soft fronts, and wild hearts. I'm going to start with the soft front, which I think is have a lot to do with humility. My dad has a soft front, and I don't just mean literally with his wonderfully wonderful to hug soft belly. He is just accepting and loving. I swear I could rob a bank, and he would still hug me and say, "Oh, honey, you must have had a good reason." <laughs> Having a humble, soft front means that when we look at each other, we see first with our love. We know we all struggle and make mistakes. We know our mistakes are not who we are. Our soft fronts give each other a soft and loving place to land in a hard and difficult life. My friend Lori Hoyam used to say she would never put a Jesus fish bumper sticker on her car because she didn't want to give the good Lord a bad name. <laughs> 
and I see her point. I have to admit a time or two I've been righteously indignant about, say, people not doing a four-way stop correctly, only to find myself going out of turn on the next one. It happens, and when you have a soft front, you see a mistake and say, it's okay, I love you, we are united in the fact that we all make mistakes, every one of us have sinned and fallen short but we also have to have strong backs. And that means standing up for what is right, but with a soft front. And I have found one of the best ways to do and have a strong back is to pray. In the past year, I have made a conscious effort to pray more, and it's kind of funny because I have found that the more I pray, the more I seem to let go of the outcome of the prayer. It's kind of interest, been interesting, like whether God has answered me or not, exactly how I asked. The more I pray, it seems to become more about knowing God is here right next to me and no matter the outcome, it will be okay. That's what gives me a strong back, that and deep breaths help. <laughs> so I wanna ask you something. Raise your hand if someone you love voted in a way that you absolutely cannot comprehend in 2016. <laughs> someone you know, okay. How many of you would be willing to sever that relationship with the person you love because of that? Nobody, right? I didn't think so. Strong backs help us choose love and relationships over politics, even if we disagree. And soft fronts help us say, I may not agree, but I'm not going to call you stupid or uninformed or crazy. <laughs> I am going to assume you are thoughtful like me. Righteous indignation be gone. I can still stand up for my beliefs, and I should, but with humility and love and listening. It's tough walk to walk, and you have to pray for God's help. Well, now the wild hearts, or kind hearts, I think. And here is where Paul and Silas are a great example. Here they are, beaten to within an inch of their lives, and yet they sing. So lost in love for Jesus, it doesn't matter how difficult Jesus had made their lives, they still sing praise to him. And when an earthquake frees them from their prison and a guard, part of the enemy who put them in jail wants to take his own life, they stop him and talk to him and share Jesus' love for him. And it opens a soft front in the guard who brings Paul and Silas to his house and feeds them welcomes them to his family. It is so much easier to cause pain than to feel pain. Have you noticed that? Paul and Silas could have just walked out and left the jailer, but Paul and Silas in their deep pain prayed and sang and showed love and it brought a unity with the jailer that was beautiful. Faith in Acts, as Pastor Bill said last week, is about we, not me unity. So strong-backed, soft-fronted, wild-hearted people of God, what are we to do? 
Let's think about that prayer again. David Lowe says when Jesus prays for his disciples, he senses their anxiety, confusion, and fear, and he prays for them. He knows they can bear no more, so he prays for them. He knows he will soon leave them, so he prays for them. And as he does, whether they understand everything he says, he tells them they do not have to do everything or even understand everything. He tells them he is there to support them, that they're not alone, that they are valued and loved. His strong back lifts them up, his soft heart forgives them, and his wild and kind heart invites them to share the love and unity he is offering the church for the world. It's a powerful moment because Jesus does that for you too. He still prays that prayer for us all the time. That gives me some comfort. <laughs> we are called to love each other and be united and have pretty much failed at that most of the time, but again and again Jesus says, keep trying, keep loving, know you are united whether you see it or feel it or believe it or not. So I have an uncle who I pretty much totally disagree with on pretty much everything. And I can give the guy all the statistics I want. I can back up what I say with science, but he won't budge. And when he does the same to me, my hackles go up and I get all tense, my soft front hardening right up. But where we can meet, my goodness, that man loves Jesus and the church. He volunteers all the time. He is so generous. It is a lot harder to hate someone when you get close up to them. And when I get close, I realize that he inspires me. And when I focus on that, I see we're on the same team, the disciple team, who Jesus told to love each other so the world would know how much Jesus loves them. And isn't that the ultimate thing that unites us? That we love Jesus, who saved us through the power of the cross? How we love and serve him will be different. But Jesus' love for us and our love for each other, that's what holds us together. May we be united in Christ and show that unity to a hurting world. Amen.
us confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord Jesus, your will is that all your followers be one. Unite your church with unity and peace in our love for you, that all our differences be an asset in witnessing to the gospel. Protect us from pride and conceit. Lord, in your mercy. Give direction, wisdom, and humility to all of our leaders, our president and Congress, state and local officials. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all those who are suffering from war and those seeking to bring relief and help. Lord, in your mercy. Bring your aid to those suffering from the floods and violent storms in the Midwest. Bless all those, including Lutheran World Relief, seeking to bring your help. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, we pray that you enliven your church to more passionately and lovingly share the gospel. We pray for our church-wide bishop, Elizabeth Eaton, our synodical bishop, Rick, Rick Jake, and our pastors. In particular, we pray for our synod assembly this upcoming Friday and Saturday. Guide the assembly as it elects a bishop for the next six years, approves financial ministry priorities and other resolutions. Lord, in your mercy. Pour out your Holy Spirit and empower us to be your instruments in connecting more people to Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. God of wisdom, bless Pastor Paula and her family in her sabbatical this summer. Lord, in your mercy. Healer of our every ill, bless our households with love, respect, listening ears, understanding, discipline, and compassion. Heal our divisions. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we bring before you this morning, especially the friends and family of Matt Anderson, who mourn his death, and of um, the Jill Breen, Bob's brother, in the death of his wife, Gina. We also bring Marianne Guerrero from Family of God, who is dealing with an infection, and the family and friends of Joe Ann Morris, who mourn her death, and Bill Hahn, who recovers from surgery. We also bring before our friends facing cancer, Linda and Tim and Angela and Gary and Dave and Gail and Jim and Ron and Kathy and Carol, our deployed military support and their families, Rebecca Mackey and Patrick Rawlinson, Eric Fromm and Megan Seawolf, Jared Kane, Andrew Catron and David Wooten, 
and all the people on our continued prayer list. Lord, in your mercy. All these things, Lord, we bring before you and ask in your son's strong name. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Please share the peace with one another. I was trying to be not 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 preempt their their situation. So we're going to do announcements first. While you got, are you, you're all here. Should we? Do, you're not together yet. That's fine. So no, take your time. So um, we're going to do some announcements while you're wondering what's going on. Um, pass those friendship pads down the aisle if you would. That would be lovely. Um, if you're a guest of ours, that's a great place for you to let us know that you're. Um, new this morning and we want to thank you for worshiping and give you some information about our church and then um, a couple other things foundations class um, we're going to probably have two sessions one on thursday night and one on sunday after the late service um, it, this is kind of the old style where i actually just deliver the content in class and then we have discussions probably about six or seven sessions spread throughout the summer um, we've got a good group that have signed up so that's why i'm thinking of doing two sessions because some people can come at one and not the other so anyway if that's an interest to you it's always time Time to retool and to revisit some of these important um, foundations, basics of our faith. So I encourage you to sign up at the ministry card there. Um, let's see, summer sign-ups in the beacon, please. Um, family camp is right around the corner. Vacation Bible school has specific needs. Um, it, 
So please check out the beacon and look at that. These are vital ministries to our summer men's retreat now. You can register online. It's, gonna, it's a great new location from our first time last year. It was a great experience, guys. Please consider that. And then congregational picnic. I'm so thankful that Jill is helping to... Um, lead that up. Um, Jill and Scott are new to our congregation. Let's really uh, join in and show great support in having that event take place. And so on your ministry card, there's places to sign up to help and um, bring things. And so, so please respond um, heartily this morning with that. Um, Olympic College Opera this Friday, 7.30. Our own Kim Rupp has a featured part in this opera. Um, Mostly Mozart. <laughs> so, um, so you check, put that on your calendar. Um, so brunches start today. This is a potluck brunch. Um, there's dates available later in August if you haven't, if you've got a ministry group or a group that want to put a brunch on to support a ministry. There are some dates remaining in August, so um, please sign up. This is a great way to support our various ministries. All right, now before we get two into um, our special send-off, I want to seriously um, have us pray for Pastor Paula. Um, she'll be gone all summer, um, June, July, and August on sabbatical. This congregation is amazing and wonderful in that you provide sabbaticals for your pastors over after a certain period of years, and Paula's been here for a long time, eight years probably when you put it all together, the various... Um, um, evolution of her call here and so um, we are delighted that she gets a sabbatical she'll be working on some writing and and around community and how that happens and also some travel with her family and hopefully a lot of R&R so um, Paula I'm gonna invite you just to stand up for a minute and let's say a prayer and um, bless Paula's summer gracious and loving God we do give thanks that you call us to renew and pray and ponder and thank you for the leadership that Paula brings to this congregation. Thank you for the amazing preaching, teaching, her organization, her creativity, her joy and her love for you. And so thank you for the gift of her pastoral ministry and who she is and we pray that you will give her your Holy Spirit and rest and renewal this summer and be with her and her family as well. And so indeed, give her your blessing and may she know our love and joy in her leadership. And we pray this trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Now it wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be right to send Pastor Paula off on her sabbatical without a little creativity <laughs> and uh, fun, right? All right, so, so, um, and Paula, I don't know why, but a certain person on our staff who wrote the words to this wonderful song went back to the 80s. Uh, and, and a certain artist named Olivia Newton-John. And since we have our own Olivia here, we are excited, if I can get my heavy guitar on here to um, send you off in this lovely way. 
Olivia Lutheran Jones, and the physicals. You but I didn't know. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and just my heart is full, so thank you.
us pray. God of mercy and grace, we, we offer, offer with, with joy, joy and, and thanksgiving, thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Indeed, it is our duty and joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, for the glorious resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ, the true Paschal Lamb who gave himself away to take away our sin who in dying has destroyed death and in rising has brought us to life, and now who prays for us to be one. And so with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with the earth and sea and all their creatures and with angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, in which he was betrayed. Our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks. He broke it. He gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. We pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to us in the breaking of this bread as you once revealed yourself to your disciples. The gifts of God are ready for the people of God. You may be seated.
body of Christ given for you.
awesome to be able to ponder the mystery of the sacrament of Christ coming to us with this forgiveness and grace to that beautiful, beautiful music. Please stand. May this, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As I send you forth with the benediction, a reminder of the potluck brunch this morning and then the brunches that are coming up for the rest of the summer today, I forgot to mention we are taking an offering for the Lutheran disaster response, specifically for the tornadoes and floods damage um, that's happened just recently here in our own um, land. So um, that's, even if you don't go to the brunch, you can make an offering to Lutheran World Relief, I'm sorry, Lutheran Disaster Response um, for that kind of help. Okay, be sent out this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.